0: Hello and welcome to Cast, the world's best, and only, sports anime fan podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a special guest, Matt. Hello! So this is episode zero, this is just an introduction to the podcast to give an overview of the concept of how we hope this podcast will work, and uh, identify a couple things about us, your hosts, Matt. And Matt. So first, I, I just wonder, Matt, if you could talk to me about the definition of sports anime. We're, sp- we're focusing this podcast strictly on sports anime, but that's sort of an abstract term. It doesn't have necessarily a set definition. How would you distinguish a, a sports shonen or a sports anime specifically a, as being separate from, from other kinds of anime that are sort of operate in the same vein?
1: Okay, well, first of all, I would say what largely distinguishes the two is the uh, the structure, generally. A sports anime is generally focused on building a story based around a very specific tournament structure, or a very specific structure that the character must follow in order to achieve their final goal. For example, the classic uh, series that would do this is... Hajime no Ippo, or Fighting spirits for you diehard on fans uh, out there. So in that series, uh, Ippo is training to be basically the world's greatest boxer. He's trying to see how far he can take himself with boxing, and within that series, it is solely focused on the sport of boxing. And in this spot, and in this, we see Ippo progress through a very rigid tournament structure. That the series, for the most part, always follows. Ippo works his way through the national, the Japanese national rankings, into the world rankings. Right. And but it's always, but the the grading for it is always the same. Hmm. In a battle series like say Naruto, the structure for victory is always changing. So for example, in Naruto, uh, there is an arc about the Chunin exams, where Naruto has to pass various tests in order to basically graduate to the next rank, which is Chunin. And within the Chunin arc, there are various different tests that they have to follow. Like, say, like an actual, like, paper test that they have to figure out how to, uh... that they have to get good grades on, to getting lost in a forest and finding their way out, etc., etc. And then, like, in a later arc, that's about saving his friend Sasuke, who's being taken away from... Uh, who's being taken away by the character Orochimaru, and the entire setup there is based around saving Sasuke. Now, these arcs oftentimes follow the exact same, I would say, like, pair-up structure as sports series do. The difference is that the quote-unquote tournament is always changing in what qualifies for the tournament. For example... Again, using the Naruto example in the Chunin arc, it's basically surviving, right, <laughs> and getting and basically getting through, like basically succeeding in whichever test is set out. Whether it's a it's a test of brains, it's a test of survival, it's a test of sheer strength, etc. Whereas during the Safe Sasuke arc, it's about taking down each of the different like followers of Orochimaru that are trying to basically keep Naruto and his friends. From saving Sasuke, right? But a series it, like, it's
0: not—it's not a tournament in the way that Ippo would be fighting a boxing tournament,
1: right? And that's the—and that's the—and that's the thing because it is always following that same structure. Epo, no, it seems like a—it seems like kind of a silly thing to point out, um, or kind of like a maybe like a bit too picky considering the fact that I mean the big difference is that Ippo's boxing and Naruto—they're ninjas using <laughs> magical techniques, right? But it is interesting to point out that something like, say, y- uh, a series like Yakitate Japan, which is, ba- which is a sport, which I would say is a sports series that is based around baking bread. Right. Because it does still follow this same structure, hmm. where the grade is always whether or not the food tastes good. Hmm. So maybe I shouldn't say, like, so much the structure, so much it is the form of grading it never changes.
0: Right, so... I guess the, the parallel is, it's almost a little simplistic the way, the way I'm understanding you, is that it's a sports anime, or it functions as a sports anime if the combat or contest in the show plays by the same rules every time, just like a sport. You know, in, in the same way that the rules of baseball don't change from game to game, Uh, as long as the rules of baking bread and how you win baking bread or whatever, uh, competition it is in a show don't change from arc to arc, then it's functionally operating as a, as a sports shonen or a sports series.
1: Right. And that's what I would generally say, because using another very similar series that I would actually say is not quite a sports series is, uh, the recent food wars, because in that series, while there is a tournament format, there are oftentimes parts in the series where the battles are actually not necessarily about taste, but it is also based around, like, for example, serving as many meals as they can, or attract whoever can attract more customers or foot traffic. A lot of times it does come down to taste, but there is a mild distinction there. Yeah,
0: there's not just one way to win in, in Food Wars. It,
1: right, correct.
0: Okay. Well, that's interesting. So, so I guess that's sort of. I mean, th- these terms are are a little bit malleable, but it it does give a good way to distinguish a battle anime in which, on some level, everything's on the table. It, you know, some, something more traditional like Dragon Ball Z, sort of a quintessential shonen battle anime, in which right. you just win by being stronger, but there's not set rules to every match, and they add new elements every time. Um, right. Exactly. Whereas, yeah. essentially, even though you know, Epo may learn new techniques while he learns to box, it's not as if the rules of boxing have changed any. He's just right. operating in different ways within those rules. Correct. So, so clearly, I, I think, I think I, I'm, I'm basically with you. An, a, a, an anime that doesn't center around a sport that exists in the real world can still function as, as a sports right. shonen, shonen um, or a sports anime. And I just want to clarify, I use the term sports shonen to specify the genre. Uh, it, it usually refers to anime that are geared at younger uh, male audiences, um, although that's not strictly true, and although though some series may be aimed at younger male audiences, they may have a big audience that is female or older. Um it's uh, the, the only reason that I use the term shonen as opposed to simply sports series is that um, there are sports anime or there are anime that are centered around a sport that are, you know, the, their inherent structure is not about becoming the best athlete or taking right. your team to nationals or whatever, which is sort of the traditional trope we associate with sports shounen. Um, right. right. So... So I guess by that, the definition we're talking about, there are anime that are centered around sports that wouldn't be sports shonen because they wouldn't be about being the best about, you know, entering tournaments and whatever. They can be slice of life, they can be uh, romantic, romantically driven, or they can be comedy series or um, any number of things, you know, I, I think of ping pong the animation. Which, right. while it's centered on the sport of ping pong, it's more about the character development and coming of age and, and maturity. And it's not... The the point of the show is not watching any one character become great at ping pong. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, I think as, as we work on this podcast in the future, that'll be something we'll keep coming back to. How do we define it? Um, but I, I am interested if we can just take a step back into what got you and i into sports anime in the first place um you know matt i i've known you since grade school and so a lot of our enthusiasm for anime in general and sports anime specifically has we, we've sort of learned we've learned it together right um for me personally I I got into sports anime because of a show you've already mentioned, which is Hajime no Ippo, or Fighting Spirit. (laughs) Um, You know, back when I was first getting into anime, I wasn't very... I, I, like many of my peers, got into it because of Toonami. I was just watching it on cable. I didn't really keep up with the nascent anime community online, so I... I only knew a little bit about what more was out there other than what was on cable but in high school we started going to a a store in in Lafayette where we could rent anime for a dollar a piece on Tuesdays uh, one one DVD for a dollar so we started doing that (laughs) and we ended up just doing it for years and years for for throughout high school pretty much
1: just whatever stuck
0: out absolutely yes we would rent any series that sort of piqued our interest and of course at that time i didn't really have a good way of gauging what i liked since i i didn't know anything about anime i was still learning so i just rented everything i i I (laughs) i would gauge my interest in an anime based on the trailers that were included on discs of other anime
1: um, Which was something that was very unique to you, because I never did that.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed the trailers, and <laughs> somehow I enjoyed getting caught up in them. I thought I thought it would be fun to to decide what I was going to do next based on a particularly good trailer. So clearly that <laughs> basically lost function. I don't think it's a big selling point for, for <laughs> anime Blu-rays these days. That, that, that was a big big incentive for me if they had a good trailer it was good enough for me um, right and so that's how I ended up watching Fighting Spirit um, because it had a pretty funny interesting trailer and so I, I rented it from uh, Vaughns and I ended up watching through it I really enjoyed it and after that I didn't I, I you know at the time I didn't think about sports anime specifically as being its own genre that I should pursue. But over the years, I just watched a lot of anime in general. (laughs) And what I found at a certain point, especially in recent years, is looking back, the series that I most enjoy coming back to, the series that I enjoy watching in big chunks at a time, tended to be sports series. There was something about the structure of sports series that kept drawing me back in, and I would always look forward to watching it in a way that I didn't necessarily look forward to to other genres at least not quite so often um so i think that that's there, there's something about it that stands out and i keep you know i i, I wanted to start this podcast mostly to incentivize myself to learn even, even more um so anyway uh, matt I, i'm interested where sort of where you date the the beginning of your sports anime fandom
1: well, much like you, uh, for me, it was also Hajime no Ippo. Now, for me, it was slightly different because when Genion was going out of business, uh, Right Stuff had a massive DVD sale. The best. The best DVD sale, where it was basically you could buy 25 Genion DVDs for basically $100. Now, <clears throat> for people who don't know how anime generally worked back then, that was a steal back then because it used to be like 20, 20 like to $30 dollars Per anime DVD. Yep. And like, for, like five, epi- like, five episodes at most. Yes, you were Like, lucky. a lot of times you're looking at th- at three to four. Yeah. But uh, Hajime no Ippo was actually, like, five episodes per DVD. I specifically remember that. But, uh, so I basically, so I essentially just went ahead and did that. Because you had told me such good things about it. And I know at the time there was an old anime site that we used to go to that doesn't actually exist anymore. Yep. Uh, called Anime Academy. Yeah. Where they, apparently everybody there just loved it.
0: Yep. And that was good enough for us, right?
1: <laughs> and that was good enough. And yeah, that was good enough for us. So I decided screw it. Yeah, I'll just buy it all. I'll just buy it all in this deal and throw in some other random DVDs that I didn't care about. Yep. And then from there, it's like, kind of like you, it's like, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Like, I absolutely love that series. I didn't really think too much about it until I actually started reading manga again. Like, there was a period in my life I got really, really into manga. And one of the ones I know that stuck out to me in particular uh, was I was reading reviews online for, on, specifically on Anime New ne- News Network for Shield 21, and I had seen that it was getting, like, crazy good scores, like, like, really high grades. Huh. Not because they use grades, not scores. Right. But, uh, <clears throat> and just on a whim, I decided to check it out, <clears throat> and I just loved it. And that, that to me is really the series that, like, defines structure. mm of sports cuz that was really the one where I really noticed that there was a structure to these series. Yeah.
0: It didn't just happen now, to be about it's... sports.
1: Right. Now technically I got into the manga. I actually don't really like the anime very much, but for, the manga. You don't
0: like the anime should... for Ice Shield, you mean?
1: For Ice Shield, okay. yeah, sorry. Uh I don't really like the anime for Ice Shield, but I love but I love the manga and that's re- and you'll find a lot of times that I mean the anime and manga are roughly going to be about the same. Yeah.
0: Well, oftentimes the the anime functions just as an, an animation of the manga. It takes all the main story arcs, all the beats, um, which usually is is for the best. Uh, yeah. I, unfortunately, Ice Shield had some other issues that <laughs> made that anime not particularly memorable. But right. okay, well that's yeah that that's that's good to hear. It's sort of there's a lot of parallels. I think for both of us, we realized that we liked sports anime well after the fact that we'd watched several right you know we'd, we weren't identifying up front that there was something unique about it it's probably only in recent years that we've realized oh there's something there's something about this that is unique and that is uniquely appealing yeah. um so specifically I, I don't know if you have a list but what would you say are some of the the sports anime that stand out above the crowd for you personally
1: uh for me personally i hajime no ipo is still probably my favorite sure it is what got me into it and it and i mean it helps that it's also really freaking good yep it helps <laughs> <laughs> uh Eye shield definitely as well i would probably put as my number two the manga uh, and then otherwise i would probably say like of most more recently i would say probably like it it certainly counts because it follows into the structure, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about about stuff that doesn't quite fall into actually being a sport is uh, Chihaya Furu. Yeah. Which is actually like, because that's actually not really a sport, it's a card game. Yeah. It's actually, it's like a traditional Japanese card game, but it still follows that same structure that we discussed.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed Chihaya Furu as well. I think I might have gotten you into that
1: one, actually. Yeah, no, that was the one you definitely told me to read, and I think I got more into it than you did, actually.
0: Well, you followed on and read the manga after the fact, yes, but... Yeah. I... I Guys, I got really invested in that series. That was one of the first series you watched on Crunchyroll, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Oh, I'm glad I'm such a positive influence. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, those those are all good. I, I, I have enjoyed all three of those myself. Um For me personally, I think Hajime no Ippo, it's just sort of, in the same way that I find it difficult to say that anything but Cowboy Bebop is my favorite anime ever, because it's been my favorite (laughs) for so long, it's hard for me to say that anything will ever unseat Hajime no Ippo as my favorite sports anime. Correct. Um, Moving beyond that, though, uh, two that come to mind are relatively recent. The first is Baby Steps. Oh yeah. Which I know you've recently just just finished um, and adore and much adore. like you. It's a, it's a really special anime about tennis. Uh, it has a terrible title. The title and the main character's haircut are the worst things about it. But other than that, <laughs> it is an amazing show which really defies a lot of sort of the the stereotypes and I would say low expectations of sports right. anime. In that the characters act very human, um, and the the sports, the action itself as portrayed seems very realistic. Right. There are exceptions to that, like, you know, there's a tennis player in the show who plays by trying to create paintings with his shots. I knew exactly
1: where you were going yeah. with I that. I mean, there are some things
0: that are a little, like, eye-roll... But for the most part, it's very realistic. It plays with very real human emotions. The characters are subtle, and something that's especially important for me, because you don't see it a lot, is that there is the the female lead is just as complex and interesting as the male lead, right? Uh, um, which you don't always get in sports anime, unfortunately, um, right? And then. The, the third one I could think of at the top of my head would probably be Ace of the Diamond which is uh, a relatively recent baseball anime um, what, what I like about it is something that a, a couple different baseball anime do well uh, I know you and I have both watched Big Wind Up it does this well as, uh, it shows the strategy of baseball because I'm personally a big fan of the real sport of baseball I watch the Chicago Cubs pretty attentively And what I love is that it portrays what's special about baseball, which is the fact that there's always tension. Because since baseball doesn't operate on a timed clock, uh, you never know when there's going to be a massive reversal. So there's always escalated tension, even if the the team is winning by a large margin. Um, So I think that 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 show portrays that sense very well. Um, and it also just has some really fun and, and memorable characters and it's it's an easy anime to to watch a lot of quickly because it draws you in extremely well and, and the pace is good. Um, and
1: I think that's the one major one of yours that I have actually never seen and I am going to sit down and watch it soon. Yeah,
0: so. yeah it's, uh, it's a winner. But yeah, that's, that's good. What I hope... Sort of as we move forward with this podcast those are the kind of shows that i'm going to be balancing against so when i if if i'm going to be looking for a sports series that is truly exceptional though those series are the things that i sort of define as truly exceptional and and some of the, the ones that you mentioned are also absolutely exceptional in my mind um so that's sort of the, the bar that I set for an expe- exceptional sports series. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing more that, that rise to that level. Um, so I want to just discuss briefly the, the structure of how we hope this podcast will work. So moving forward, um, I hope to do a weekly roundup. So we're, we're beginning the fall 2016 anime season so i hope to do a a weekly episode with you matt just of course running through uh the most recent episode of every currently airing anime that is centered on sports so like we discussed earlier some of these shows may not fit into our definition of being a sports shonen um (laughs) they they may not have that traditional tournament structure but as long as the series is centered on a sport, then we'll watch it, and we'll right. we'll provide updates on it. We'll provide analysis, and um, there may be other series that, like we discussed, are not centered on a real sport in the real world, but have a sports structure or a sport anime structure, and so we'll take those case by case, and then possibly yeah. do those as well. So. Every week we will be looking to upload an episode on on the most recent episodes of sports anime. And then occasionally, I hope also that we'll have the opportunity to go back and do some series reviews for sports anime that have come out in the past. Either ones that we both love, like Baby Steps. I'd love to do a Baby Steps episode because I have a lot (laughs) of thoughts. Um, Oh, yeah. Or go back and do more historical sports anime. Sort of pull... Something, I'd love to do something older like Aim for the Ace. It's really the challenge would be fine, you know, being able to actually find a way to watch it legally. Um, <laughs> but find some older sports anime, maybe Deer Boys or something Slam or dunk. something
1: like uh, Captain Subasa.
0: Yeah, I mean, just some, something that we haven't seen before, and be able to, to do a series review of that. So some weeks, hopefully, we'll have two episodes where we can do a series review. Going into fall 2016, I think we're going to be pretty busy because we've got six or seven uh, sports shows. I didn't expect there to be that many, but uh, here we are. It, the sports sports as a genre has really grown recently, and so that's that's an aftereffect. And I guess that that leads into my last question. Um, With the growth of of sports anime specifically, what are you, Matt, hoping to get out of this show
1: um, that we're doing together? Well, Matt, (laughs) what I am hoping for, honestly, is I'm kind of interested in seeing how the structure evolves. Hmm. Because, you know, we kind of talk about how sports anime anime has kind of exploded, but it's also never really left. And it's kind of interesting... Just from my experience, even just like going back and watching stuff like or reading stuff like Hajime no Ippo and Ice Shield, and comparing it to stuff now, which tends to be uh, like stuff like that, which used to be aim like uh, focus more towards like gearing towards kids and like young boys, mm. to nowadays where it tends to focus on more an adult women crowd. Yeah. Uh, with stuff like uh, Free and High Q. Yep. Uh, so it's gonna. I'm really interested in seeing and kind of analyzing how it's changed while still maintaining that same structure because i think a lot of times people look down on the notion of something being a, like a formula yeah and but you know there, the formula exists because it works yeah it's it's comforting yeah and there are ways you can still you can still follow that same formula and still make it interesting and still make it fun
0: yeah i think i'm sort of in the same boat um one of the things I like most about sports anime is is the formula that there's some predictable tropes. And as I was thinking about this show, I thought that there's sort of a lot of similarity in what I like about sports anime and what I like about sports, period. Because, yeah. like I mentioned, I, I follow the the Chicago Cubs baseball team pretty attentively. But every baseball game is the same. You know, there's always nine innings. Especially when you're following one team, you're pretty much watching all the same players. So what's fun about it is watching what's unique, because every game is unique. But it's sort of on the margins. There's little things that are different about every baseball game. And that's, it's fun to be able to pay attention to those and identify those small things that are different and make each game special. And I think that's the same for sports anime, although there may be a general tournament structure there is a distinction of what makes one sports anime work and what right. makes a different sports anime fail. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to exploring that and and also just identifying some of the differences of how modern sports anime work as opposed to traditional. Just a brief note, like, like you mentioned, sports anime are geared more at women nowadays than they've ever been. I was looking on Anime News Network, they had a listing of shows that Japanese fans were most looking forward to for female fans. The number one show was Haikyuu, which is an anime centered around a high school volleyball team. Right. For men, that was the fourth most anticipated show where, uh, so it's, it's interesting that the traditional demographic has shifted. Um, although neither of us are women, we still enjoy it. So it's interesting to see what appeals to different people.
1: Right. And, I mean, I think that's the thing as well, is, you know, it may have... Because the thing is, like, sports anime has always kind of appealed to both genders. But it's just shifted more that they're realizing now that it has largely appealed to both genders. Because uh, one of the big classics back in the day, Slam Dunk, I mean... Because that was in Shonen Jump, and they, it was specifically written for guys, and they didn't realize how big of a female fan base that series had right. at the time.
0: So now they're just actually playing to it, and <laughs> right, yeah. So anyway, it'll it'll be interesting for us to to explore those dynamics. I'm I'm interested in just spending a season, an, an anime season, which is a three month period, and watching every sports anime, being able to compare them to each other, and also compare them historically. I think this is going to be i think this is gonna be really fun yeah all right so uh matt before we wrap up do you have any parting thoughts um
1: let's do this
0: yeah i agree all right so that concludes uh, episode zero thank you for listening and until next episode everyone keep training